Hello, welcome to this University of Brighton podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Richard Newman, and this week I've been speaking to our new head of employability, Claire Dawson, who's working on some really exciting things on the journey from student to graduate to employee. We talked about a whole range of topics, including, of course, careers, tips, and advice. So if you're a student looking ahead to the end of your degree, or even thinking about coming here, this may be the podcast for you. I'm the head of employability at the University of Brighton. Um, Not everybody knows what employability is. So employability is uh, around supporting students here at the university to um, understand what might make them more employable in the future. So to develop skills, um, to be able to articulate those skills, to um, understand that the learning that they're engaging in here makes them an attractive offer to an employer in the future. Um, So it's, it's around building for uh, students' careers, uh, and part of my role is is uh, managing the careers team within the university. But it's also talking to lecturers and other members of staff here at the university to help them um, understand how we can support students to to be more employable and to actually really gain something for their future. Cool, um, and welcome to the university because you haven't Thank been you. here very long. How have you found it so far? Um, yes, I've been here since November, so three months now. Um, it's been absolutely brilliant. I've met so many wonderful colleagues. Uh, it's really a really interesting time to join the university. I feel like there's a lot happening here in Brighton. It's a fantastic city. What attracted me to the university was those core values, sort of inclusivity, creativity, partnership, sustainability. And I think even in the short time that I've been here, all of those things are, are really evident. Um, so it's been been brilliant, yeah. And I've heard that you, you kind of found out about the job by accident. Yes, I did find out about the job by accident. I was actually looking uh, to check that one of the jobs I was recruiting for in my old uh, job had been advertised on the website and I happened to spot this job. Uh, and my sister came to university here um, several years ago. She studied fine art here. Uh, so I'd visited often uh, and absolutely fell in love with Brighton uh, and just felt I really wanted to apply for the job yeah. and uh, was lucky enough to get it. So were you familiar with, with Brighton properly? Where have you come down from? So I've come from the University of Birmingham, so I've been living in the Midlands um, probably for the last around about 10 years um, and I'd worked at the University of Birmingham for just over five years. I'd also worked at the University of Warwick and the University of Worcester in the past. Um, so I'd never lived by the sea and so that was um, very enticing for me to come and live by the sea. I've moved around quite a bit in my life. We're going to get into uh, Brighton Works in just a bit. Um, you, I mean you've only been here for a a few months really when you take away Christmas what do you sort of look at as your early priorities so early priorities there is a lot to do I have a very long to-do list uh, which is good because I like a challenge um early priorities are really are around working um with the student uh, the education student experience um plans so it's looking at Brighton Works uh, which is um, something that's quite new to the university which is about um embedding employability across the whole of the university. So looking really not just at um, extracurricular activities, which we might have looked at in the past, but thinking about all aspects of the courses that students are studying here, uh, and not just the professionally accredited courses, but also more broad academic courses, um, and how there's opportunity within there for students to build skills and have experiences that will help them feel more confident when they enter the world of work, when they leave university. Um, So really 
really talking to academics, talking to students. Um, it's been really interesting talking to um, the Students' Union about some of the ideas that students have around employability. Because um, I think more and more students are coming to university with, with a, a view to thinking about how it might enhance their employment prospects in the future. So it's, it's um, really looking at all of the practices in the university and ensuring that we have um, an eye on how that will enhance the skills and, and develop students to be ready for the future. Part of that is also looking at uh, the sort of typical attributes that our um, students develop and will leave with uh, when they're graduates and also looking at the sort of skills and um, attributes that employers are looking for so some of the work that I do will be working with local employers both within the Brighton um, region so it's maybe smaller employers that haven't perhaps engaged with the university already uh, but also big national and international uh, recruiters who are keen to take on graduates so that will be um, other work that I'm doing and that includes internships placements mm. all sorts of things that you say it's a big job it's a big job much more than a traditional career service which of course plays a huge role as well but um if we go for placements first of all yes. the University of Brighton has has always been fairly strong at our placements it's always been really quite sort of a core thing that we focus on here Definitely. I guess your part of your job is to increase those opportunities for students as well yeah, definitely. I think and also to help students really see the benefit of doing a placement. So a placement year as part of your degree is a huge commitment. It extends the length of your degree by a further year. And I think that can be off-putting. But actually, I part of my job and those in my team and, and the academics that we work with is really to show students the value of doing that placement where they're able then to put into practice the theory that they've learned whilst they've been at university. We see that students who have gone on a placement um, find it easier to find a job at the end of university um, generally speaking and I think part of that is because it helps you build confidence it lets you have a go at going out into the place of work find out what it's like to work with other colleagues problem solve use your initiative see what the world of work is really like um, I think we have a lot of students that do part-time work as well and that's just as valuable um, so any kind of work related experience is is definitely of of value and I think, you know, if you think about when you go out for a job interview, you're likely to be asked to give examples of where you've demonstrated particular skills. If you've been on a placement year or even a summer internship or had some really good part time work, you're much more likely to have good examples that you can share um, with a future employer. And it makes that whole recruitment and interview process um, much like more likely to be successful. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I think. Lots of the courses have uh, placements as an option. Many do have placements as an integral part, which is great. But really, it's it's working with employers to generate opportunities, but also supporting students to see that the value in doing something to enhance their employability. Yeah, and, and there's a big value in there for, for the employers. But also for the students, because when the students are coming back, they may, they may be coming back to finish their degree then. And it sort of might realign how they sort of see the workplace going, because you could come into a, a course... Knowing what you want to do at the end of it, you kind of have an idea of what it might be like. You go into the workplace, you come back and you may get even more out of your, your theory of your degree when you get back. 
Yes, that is absolutely what what should happen. I think you should be able then to make that connection. And that's what this is all about. It's definitely about a holistic approach. It's about understanding how all the parts of your life come together. Because let's face it, once you go to work, it's going to form a big part of your your daily routine, your daily life, and it's going to need to fit and balance with everything else you do. So I think the placement definitely allows you to do that. Um, And and we would always encourage students to really reflect on what they've learnt on the on their placement and I think one thing to say is sometimes students come back from a placement actually having decided that's not for them Mm. it's not the right thing um, and and they're quite um, set back a little bit I suppose and disappointed to have found that that's not what they were expecting but in my mind as a careers advisor by trade that's actually uh, just as valuable because it's helping you make the decision for what might be right and actually if a student were to come back from placement and feel this hasn't been what I what I ultimately want to do I would encourage them to come and talk to a career development advisor who could help them unpick why it wasn't right and what what aspects of it might help them decide what could be right um, so yeah it, it works either way many students come back from placement having been offered a job by the by the employer which is a fantastic outcome then you just get through your final year as you say applying mm. some of that theory um, and, and you're away uh, for the future so yeah I mean, it's great for employers because if they've been if they've seen that someone's been on a placement or They've even had that same student, like you're saying, and been, yeah. they've been offered a job. They could be as good as sure. I mean, that's a long job interview, isn't it? It's a long job interview, definitely. And I think what's really interesting is recruitment practices have changed. Employers are um, looking for behaviours, attributes, um, an element of confidence. They, they sort of want to employ graduates who feel job ready and actually if you've had that experience for that longer length of time it tends to to make you just more ready to kind of hit the ground running once you start work so I think uh, as soon as an employer sees on a on a CV or an application form that you've had some kind of work related experience either a placement or a shorter internship it gives them that confidence that you're going to be able to come in and start performing for the business or within public sector or, or a charity, whatever you're doing, as soon as you start with them. So it's mm. it's a positive thing. A lot of our courses are accredited. Um, so there's, yeah. there's quite often an, an, a natural placement for them. It's built into the course. Yes. Is there a bit of a, more of a challenge maybe to get students that maybe aren't on an accredited course to find some experience? placement wise and get again that in, integrated is that one of the bigger challenges I guess it can be and I think sometimes part of that is not is that not knowing what you want to do and feeling that the only value in doing a placement is if you're doing it in something that will ultimately be your career goal so I suppose if you're doing something that isn't uh, directly linked into a profession you're coming in unsure what might be right for you but I would still encourage you to to think about taking a placement year or at least gaining some work experience because as I say it's still valuable to do that even if you find out that's not what you want to do you will build skills you will be able to talk about um, what you've done whilst on placement you will learn things that are transferable even by doing any kind of placement so yes we do find probably that students there's a, there's a there are some courses where students are less likely to take up a placement even though the offer is is there for them um, to do so but I, yeah I would definitely hope that part of my role and and that of my team is to encourage students to see the value in in doing that so yeah you mentioned that more students are coming to university to you know to get a degree to ultimately try and get a better job you as a by trade as you you say as a careers Mm -hmm. advisor would would see 
so many students that may be quite anxious when they're coming to the end of their mm -hmm. university part of the journey. So they're going from student to graduate to what will become an employee. You, you work for quite a long time focusing on this. Yeah. How have you sort of honed that advice for those people that are a little bit anxious about leaving the comfort zone, I guess, of yeah. what university has become? Yeah, I like that you call it a journey because I think it is. It's part of a journey. Um, but I think that what happens is if you've come through um, the education system and universities always felt like the end goal, it's felt like a fairly certain thing for you potentially. Not everybody is in that situation, but um, it, it can feel quite daunting um, to not know there are lots of options out there. There are changing options all the time. The world of work is changing. And I think... From my experience, some of the students, some of the anxiety for the students that I've seen comes from that feeling that you have to get it right when you leave. And so I try to reassure and say you don't have to get it right. You'll find that many, many um, graduates go into something that morphs into something else. I mean, my biggest advice is just take any opportunity that, that comes your way and, and learn from that and reflect on that. It, it may not be that the, the, the next step, it's not the final step, it's part of the journey still. So I think um, I understand the anxiety. The other thing to, to say is don't leave it to the last minute if you can help it. Um, I think I was a little guilty of this myself, so I understand that it's not always easy to, to think about this as you go, but if you do it makes it a lot easier so there's so much you can do at university alongside your degree um, and there's time to kind of reflect and think about this so as part of, uh, of a careers guidance interview what you would do is um, I would I would explore with the, the student what what their interests are what their skills are their strengths are what aspects of their degree they've particularly enjoyed um, it doesn't most employers don't mind which degree discipline um, students have studied. So actually, it may not maybe that you're looking at something that's not connected to your degree. Um, so it might be connected more to some of the extracurricular things that you've done or your outside interests. So I would always take time in a careers interview to explore those those aspects uh, to support a student to think positively about what they have to offer. And hopefully that allays some of the anxiety because some of the anxiety is just around confidence and fear that you don't have anything to offer. You don't know where you might fit. So it's just working slowly um, to, to, to try and unpick that and work out what, what's out there and that's the other piece is just helping um, by the connections that I would have and, and the other careers advisors would have with employers to understand what they're looking for um, sometimes it just seems like a very a very scary world out there and it's not actually you, you will get supported um, to find the right thing for you I use LinkedIn an awful lot to look at people's profiles and I think it's fascinating to see um, the, the number of changes people have before they get to that end goal mm. if they ever get to that end goal because the world of work is, is very 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 fluid and so I think so long as you can embrace that and, and, and be happy to be flexible and, and, and adapt to what comes and not feel the pressure of this must be the thing I do for the rest of my life then hopefully that allays that anxiety. While you mentioned LinkedIn yeah. how have you seen that change using a form of social media for employees for, for employers to, to, to recruit employees? 
Uh, well, yeah, social media is important. I think I think LinkedIn is very is very valuable. I would recommend um, that that students and graduates do have a LinkedIn profile. The algorithms within LinkedIn will mean that you get sent information about particular um, careers and job opportunities. But I think obviously social media is also important because you've got to think about your online um, presence. So how you portray yourself to the world um, it can be really impactful, um, but it has to be used carefully so you need to be careful uh, maybe delete some of those old <laughs> photos from uh, freshers week um but yeah i think um it, it is a powerful tool and also being connected we, we've been running a campaign which is the be more campaign which is be more skilled, be more connected and be more employable. And I, I absolutely um, buy into the fact that the connections and the network that you have can really help. Um, we also run mentoring schemes at the university. And so for students who feel they don't have anybody that they could talk to within the area of work that they're interested, that's something that the careers team can support with. So we could um, allow students to just have a connection. Um, but also encourage, I mean, LinkedIn's very different to, to other sort of more personal social media because I would encourage students to make contact um, with somebody who's perhaps doing the job that they're interested in, particularly perhaps an alumni of the university, to ask them questions about how they got into that, that area of work. And I think sometimes just finding out that somebody else used to be in your position and now they're somewhere where you think you'd like to be can be a really powerful thing and can build your confidence to to understand and appreciate that you also can get there in the future. Going back to a more traditional form of applying for a job, so going back just back to the CV. Yes. I mean, this was, must be the question that you maybe get asked more than any from a student, how do I make myself stand out on a CV? Having yeah. worked in management as well before, you get a variety of CVs that come through and yes. lots of managers actually get put off by a really glossy CV which looks really good mm. maybe it's got photos and it's a lot of style yes would you always suggest to a student that they really do focus on the words the make it making it look at the con yeah the really the content and, and making sure that it's concise but really standing out because you know employers are looking at hundreds aren't they and some might just toss the really stylistic one mm. to one side and and and, and not look past sort of the effort that's been put into the style of that. Does that make sense? That, that makes perfect sense and you're absolutely right. So CVs are really interesting. A lot of employers don't even use them these days. It depends very much on the on the industry, the sector that you're interested in. Um, a lot of the bigger graduate recruiters um, use online applications and they're starting to use things like video interviews um, and, and assessment tests more, which can in itself be fairly daunting. But I think a CV is always a really good starting point, even if you're not necessarily going to need it because what what it does is act as a document to kind of record everything that you have done so that you've got something to hand, the chronology of when you did things, the qualifications that you've got, the skills that you've gained and any work experience. But absolutely, you're right, the simpler, the better. Um, I think it can really switch an employer off if it looks like it's um, overly kind of um, emphasised on the on this trying to look like something mm. that it's not. And, and it's time, you're right, they can take maybe 30 seconds to look at a CV. And it's got to be really clear to them that you've got what they're looking for. So my 
my biggest advice around CVs is fully understand, take the time to fully understand what it is the employer is looking for. Normally you get a person's specification or some kind of job description um, or list of skills or competencies that the employer is looking for. Really, they're looking at your CV as evidence to prove that you've got what they're looking for. So make it as simple as possible for them to be able to just see examples of where you have worked in a team, problem solved, um, done something that's creative or a bit different um, and just and just yes as simple as concise as possible mm. and come and see us come and see us in the careers service if you're a student at the University of Brighton we that's part of what we're there to do is to look over your CV you can you can email it to us you can book an appointment to see an advisor and we can look at what you've got and, and make suggestions to to enhance that so that you're right it stands out amongst quite often a large pile of CVs mm. yeah and we'll put the links to the career service um, in the podcast description so people can just click away uh, and, and go straight to it. Can I ask about what many people won't look at as the traditional university student? So yeah. a lot of people outside of universities may look at univer- traditional university students yeah. graduating at the age of 21, 22. Mm-hmm. But a mature student who maybe has been working somewhere else, they've had a good body of work. And then they've decided that works not for them. They want to really retrain and do something completely different. And already maybe going into an undergraduate degree feels yeah. a bit intimidating because you, you you might feel like you've gone a, a big step back and you wish you would have done it earlier or something like that. Yeah. What do you say to those mature students then that may be a bit concerned about what the world of work's going to look like for them when they finish it? Because they yeah. there's the traditional view maybe again from those mature students that they'll feel like they're really behind age-wise yeah um a traditional undergraduate student if that makes sense it does make sense and i think um it is i have worked with mature students who i can and sense feel that way you know what are are the graduate recruiters only going to look at somebody who's a, a more traditional recently kind of just come through education straight into to, into the course um, and I think absolutely not I think um, employer what employers really value is um, is experience so that wider experience even if it's not doing something at all related is still valuable being able to unpick what's transferable out of that I think it's really important that you can tell a clear story of how you got from doing whatever it was you were doing before to doing this and actually employers are really interested in people who have the confidence to take a bit of a leap of faith and to and to build a bit of resilience and to try something different because if you think about how business works these days it's got to keep up all the time with the changes that that, that are going on in the world around us so if somebody's happy to to say actually I've worked out that this whatever I was doing before isn't for me I want something different I'm going to come to university and commit to doing something different that's really a sign of somebody that would be very desirable to to an employer um, so I think it's just about having confidence in everything that, that you've done before um, not letting the fact that that this wasn't the thing you came to first get in the way and I, I think the world of work is much more open to the idea that we have career changes um, and that people are, are doing very different things I've got loads of friends who've done this myself and I can completely relate to the fact that they feel at first um, a little bit and uh, maybe just out of their depth or it's just um it's just a change isn't it but actually once they get into it it's brilliant and they've gone on and had really good careers in the in the in the new area that they've sort of um, studied in and and then and developed so Mm. yeah Mm. brighton works sounds like an exciting time to be here at the university it's a big job ahead 
Um, but good luck with all of that as well and we look forward to seeing what else comes out of that we finish every podcast with uh, a round of quick fire questions away from your work first one would be what advice would you give to your younger self the way I live life I mean we talked about how I found this job opportunity (laughs) completely by chance and I just thought go for it so my advice even to my younger self would be just to take every opportunity that that comes your way and I think I have done that I actually there's very little I'd change um I do things exactly the same um but yeah so I think just just probably work a bit harder at university but um (laughs) but I had lots of fun and um and and so yeah and and actually it hasn't affected my long-term my long-term uh career so yeah just take every opportunity. And if you could pick any subject to study here at the university, what would it be? That's an interesting one. So I studied American studies. That was what I studied um, at university. And what I liked about that was it was lots of different aspects of, of different um, courses. Uh, so I I saw when I was looking on the website that there was a globalisation course around politics and culture and things. So I think that would really appeal. But having said that, I like the literature part of my American studies so maybe English literature but even maybe education Mm because I'm really interested in teaching and education so yeah cool indecisive (laughs) (laughs) good to have the options though um as you will probably be advising as a careers advisor (laughs) Um, you haven't been here for very long but can you pick a favorite place in Sussex so far I really haven't been here very long to explore Sussex. I've actually been commuting from Birmingham until earlier this week when I finally moved house um but the sea, I mean, that was why I came here, just the beach. Uh, I think Brighton Beach is really vibrant and I'm really looking forward to, to going a little bit more. I've been to Eastbourne once, but other than that, it's all new. So, mm. yeah. So despite that limited time, yeah. if you could sort of advise someone something, something to do in, in Brighton or around Sussex for mm. a weekend, what would you give them a tip to do? So, so the day I came for my interview... Um, I I have two children and I they'd begged me to take them up the I three sixty and I said after the interview let me do the interview first uh, and and we went up the I three sixty uh, down on the beach and um, it was I don't know I was a bit elated because I'd had the interview but I would really recommend it because it gave me and the children loved it a really good sense of of Brighton Mm. you know the city one side the sea the other side uh, the buildings with sort of artwork on the 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 architecture around here is is fascinating Mm. so I I think it's a it's a fairly quick thing but go up the i360 great tell us something interesting about you which a lot of people may not know probably just that I love to travel people probably do know that it's probably not that big a secret but um I I chose my American studies degree mainly because I wanted to go and study in America um so as well as it giving me that sort of interdisciplinary um study I did go and study at the University of Georgia in America so that was brilliant and then I came back and worked for a few years and then took off again and spent uh, two years traveling and working in New Zealand and Australia Um, and I absolutely loved doing that so it was really really interesting thing to do. Great and finally if you could pick three people to host for a dinner party who would they be and why they could be past or present three people for dinner well i i ought to have somebody who can cook because i can't but that i'm not going to because dinner parties are fun that's not doesn't matter about the food does it or external get catering away. or something yeah. <laughs> yeah um so my 
my definite person is Greg James. Um, he makes me smile every morning on the way to work and I just think he'd be really funny and good good fun to talk to. I also think I'd be quite interested in having Phoebe Waller-Bridge over because she's... I, I really like... Fleabag was brilliant mm. and Killing Eve... Um, very, very funny. And I think she's been involved in the script for the next Bond film. So yeah, exciting times. Eagerly awaiting yeah. that because I think she'd be good fun. And then I'm really stuck on the third. Ewan McGregor is my favourite actor. So that was one option. But I'd also quite be interested in Jacinda Ardern because she's a Prime Minister of New Zealand and I think she's amazing to have taken office at such a young age. She was 37 when she became Prime Minister. So then she kind of famously went off and had a baby and she just balances work and, and motherhood and life really well. And um, yeah, so, so possibly her as well. But then there's others. There's a long list. <laughs> but I'll stop there because you've asked for three. Thank you so much to Claire for her time. That's about it for this week's podcast. But all the links that we talked about during the episode are in the podcast description. So do check that out. We've got a whole back catalogue to listen to if you're new to this series. Have a little search through all the usual podcast apps like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just search University of Brighton and you can make things even easier for yourself by subscribing so you don't miss an episode. For now, though, Thanks for listening.